Hey, this is Amy Bentley with RWMS Group, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. We're familiar with sexual harassment at work, but how about sexual harassment in housing situations by a landlord or others? Learn how to protect yourself. Listen to the Safe at Home podcast, sponsored by HUD, and available wherever you get your podcasts. Are you working on your grocery list? Don't forget to include peanut butter made with Georgia peanuts. Peanuts have more protein than any other nut and provide essential nutrients. Pick up a jar for your household and donate a jar to a food pantry. It's affordable, nutritious, and shelf-stable. For peanut recipes, fun facts and activities, as well as information on how to donate, visit gapeanuts.com or tap the banner now. This message is brought to you by the Family Farmers of the Georgia Peanut Commission. Start the year off right at Sally Beauty and stock up on hair care for the whole family. For a limited time, all hair care leaders are buy one, get one 50% off. Choose from tried and true brands like Ion, BioTerra, and Proclaim. This sale only happens twice a year, so don't miss out. Shop your Sally Beauty, sallybeauty.com, or on the Sally app. Download it today. Resolve for healthy, gorgeous hair and unleash your potential. Only at Sally. I got it made. I want more. Like a train. Inside a cave. A private plane. Fly to Spain. Diamond chain with a lot of bling. World peace. More to know everything my girl thinks. Birds, minks, pearl links. Hello, everybody. I'm Ed Robinson, and welcome to another exciting edition of The Robinson Show. On the program, we have hip-hop artist, producer, and songwriter, Nicky Spack. He's going to talk about a little bit about his upbringing, also the New York sports scene, his music career, and, of course, the coronavirus. That's all coming up after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Robinson Show. New York City in winter without a flurry. A real movie to come from Tyler Perry. I want the next to just a quiet carry. Education, free medication, meditation, no separation, mind, body, and spirit to sing. Elevation, edification, a few dollars, bank accounts with amounts of two commas. Camel riding in Egypt for two hours, two towers restored with new power. One ain't enough. People who are sick should stay home. You don't go to an emergency room. You don't go to a clinic. You get on the phone and you ask for advice and instructions from your physician. Then you use those instructions to determine what you're going to do. But the first reflex should not be, I feel sick, I'm going to go to an emergency room. I feel sick, I'm going to just go to a doctor's office. We need to physically separate. Ultimately, you may need, obviously, to see a physician or to go to a hospital. The first reflex should be to make a call to your physician. Steps you can take to prevent spread of respiratory viruses include avoid close contact with people who are sick. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. If soap and water are not readily available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces using a regular household cleaning spray or wipe. Cover your own cough or sneeze with your elbow or a tissue. What's up, everybody? Uh, I know this time is pretty hectic and crazy, and there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, out there. But uh, just want to take the time to encourage everybody to practice social distancing to the best of their abilities. I know um, 
you know, people are in a lot of different situations and a lot of demands, you know, from person to person. But as best we can, practice social distancing so we can get rid of the spread of this virus as soon as possible. Flatten the curve. Make sure you stay six feet away from people. Wash your hands when you're going inside, outside as much as you can. Water and soap. And uh, we can all come together collectively to stop the spread of this virus. So everybody do their part. I'm doing mine. I'm at home. Me and my family really enjoying family time. Um, but as best you can, social distance yourself. And uh, we can flatten the curve and get rid of this virus as soon as possible. Appreciate it. Stop the spread. Let's do it. Welcome back to the program, and we have him on. Well, we want to welcome to the Robinson Show, hip-hop artist, producer, songwriter, and entrepreneur, Mickey Fax. Hello, Mickey. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Oh, man, everybody's well, man, just considering uh, the circumstances that's going on, but we're just uh, hanging in there. So now, uh, Mickey, man, before we go into your career and what you're currently doing, um, every story has a beginning, so... Um, we know that the Bronx, which is where you grew up, is a, um, has a, a great history of uh, known for being the birthplace of hip hop. So tell me, what was what was your upbringing like growing up in the Bronx? Uh, my up, my upbringing in the Bronx really was just um, me going to school every single day, uh, being a being a, a a good student, at least attempting to be a good student. Uh, dealing with hip hop back in those days, uh, you know, trying my best to you know be a part of hip hop as much as I could be, you know, uh, engaging in uh, battles in school, you know, uh, running around the Bronx having ciphers. Uh, I was interning for Def Jam at the time. Um, just interning for Def Jam and Loud. Actually, at the same time, trying to decide which which label I wanted to kind of make my home in terms of interning, and you know, just just uh, you know, enjoying what hip hop was providing during that time because you know New York City was the epicenter for hip hop, you know, around that time, and I was just happy to be a part, man. It was it was unlike anything I've ever experienced, you know, what I'm saying in my life. All right, that's solid to hear. Let's stay with. Uh, the New York City hip-hop scene, or just uh, the Bronx in general. We know that the Bronx, as I mentioned earlier, is known to be the birthplace of hip-hop, and it's home to some greats like Grandmaster Flash and also Melly Mel and also uh, Cool Herc, which is, who is known to be uh, the father of um, of DJing. Did you happen to have an opportunity to uh, come across and meeting some of those people uh, since you've been in the, uh, the hip-hop since you've been in the hip-hop world? Uh, yeah, I actually did a song with, um, I actually did a song with, uh, Africa Bambata. Uh, we did something for EA Sports back in 2010, I believe. Um, and it came out on NBA Live 2010. Um, last year I was honored by the Bronx 
at their first annual uh, hip hop awards ceremony. Uh, it was myself, Curtis Blow, and a couple other, you know, guys from that era that honored myself, you know, as a pioneer for the Bronx and trying to, you know, push the culture forward as, you know, strongly as possible. So, you know, aside from, you know, those those OGs from that particular setting and uh, Grand, uh, not Grand Massacre, uh, um, Africa Bambada, I haven't had the pleasure to meet a Kaz or, uh, or, uh, my, or Cool Herc. My aunt was uh, managing him for a while, but me and him never crossed paths, sadly. Okay, well, fair enough. You mentioned that during your uh, your time trying to get into the into the hip hop business, is that you you were an intern at Def Jam and also for Loud Records. Now we know that Def Jam is a, is an iconic label, but people don't really give Loud Records its credit. We know Loud Records holds some of some great acts like Wu Tang Clan. Also, you had Dead Press, Exhibit, Pete Rock, Bob Deep, also MOP and the alcoholics, did you have to have opportunity to meet some of the artists uh, from Loud during your time there as an intern? I didn't meet any artists during my uh, Loud interning days, sadly. Uh, I was uh, I was a part of the promotion team for Big Pun's project at that time, um, and I believe the alcoholics was releasing something around 1998 as well. Um but I definitely remember Pun being like a number one priority in 1988. Um, so you know, I was doing that around that time with Loud Records. It was great, great, great times. You know what I'm saying? I actually tweeted that to Steve Rifkin not too long ago, and he told me thank you for your services back then. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was interesting. All right, now let's move on. Now this is a sports program, so uh, you're based out of the Northeast and the NYC. So, uh, you know, the New York City sports team, let's talk a little bit about the Yankees for a moment. The Yankees, we don't know, considering uh, what's going on with the COVID-19, we don't know what's going to happen with the Major League Baseball season. But 2019 seemed to be a a revival for the New York Yankees. Um, Aaron Judge played well. Also, uh, Giancarlo Stanton had his moments as well. Are you big on the Yankees, or are you a fan of the other team in town, the Mets, or, or who, who do you like in terms of uh, in baseball? Well, I'm a I'm a Bronx kid, so I'm always going to love the Yankees, you know, by default. I have not been following them for a while, though. I will be honest, you know, in the 90s and the, the, the early 2000s, we were pretty much the dominant team, and, you know, we had – yeah, Andy Pettit, we had Jeter, we had Mattingly for a little bit. Well, not Mattingly, pardon me. We had uh, Clemens, you know, we had Mariano. Well, you know, I, I remember those guys. Uh, once, you know, Jeter left, that was pretty much, you know, it for me. I, I, I stopped really following baseball until, you know, the playoffs. And then that's when, um, you know, I'm, I try to turn into Mr. October, so to speak, and <laughs> try to keep up with what's going on. All right, solid. So um, while we continue uh, with the sports team in your hometown, is there any other uh, New York sports teams that you follow, or is there are there other teams that you you kind of keep up with? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I followed uh, the New York Knicks from like 
1993 till about, you know, recently. It's it's a it's a sad scenario situation. But, you know, being a Knicks fan, you just have to be optimistic no matter what. It's a sad time for us, but, you know, it is what it is. I also was a big Seattle Supersonics fan and Seattle Mariners fan because of Randy Johnson and um, uh, Ken Griffin Jr. back in the 90s and Sean Kemp and uh, Gary Payton, you know, respectively on the Sonics. All right, I want to stay with the Knicks for a moment. You know, uh, the Knicks are one of these – uh, one of the, the great storied franchises, not just in the NBA, but in all of sports. You've, you know, we know the names Ewing and Willis Reed and Walt Frazier, and also, you know, with Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason and John Starks. But in your opinion, what has gone wrong with with the team that plays at MSG? I mean, I don't, you know, when you think of those names, those names are outstanding. But just in your opinion, what do you think has, has gone wrong with the Knicks within the, the last 20-plus years? I mean, I think it has to be Dolan. You know, I think Dolan is the is the main culprit for what's been going on with, you know, the New York Knicks. Um, and just not, you know, letting people who know the game take over and, and do their best to, you know, get the proper players we need here at the right times. You know, we've had we've had star players but we've gotten them past their prime. You know, people may forget we had Keith Van Keith Van Horn, we had Steve Francis, we had uh, I believe we had uh, – did we have Tracy McGrady? I don't know. We might have. And if we did, it was well past his prime, you know what I'm saying? We had – you know, and then we let go guys, when, and then they got better, like Iman Shepard. You know, we let go uh, Carmelo. You know, that was somebody who we should have just kind of kept. Even though he, was, he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, we let him go. We let go of – Jeremy Lin, you know, at the prime of Lin's sanity, we we let go a lot of guys that we shouldn't have, honestly. And, you know, that will always be our downfall. It just seems like the business is never where it's supposed to be when it comes to New York and the Knicks franchise. Man, you're not the only person that has said James Dolan. I mean, James Dolan has taken the blame for a lot of things, and I mean, and rightfully so, whether it be in the uh, the New York media or just all you know all around the world, it seems that all of the lion's share of the Knicks' problems within 20-plus years have fallen on uh, James Dolan. What about as far as uh, football is concerned, Giants or Jets or neither? Uh, Giants, uh, but again, you know, I don't, I don't really follow football too tough anymore, uh, but yeah. If I if I was, you know, it would be in the playoffs, and depending on if the Giants are, and then I'm I'm gonna be following them. All right, fair enough. Now let's get to something that again you you uh which you know very well, and that's music. You know, you've had a an historic music career thus far. I know I want to say uh, your first mixtape came out in 2006 with uh, "In Search of Nerd." Was this mixtape a tribute to Pharrell, Chad, and Shay? Absolutely. Uh, it, it was an ode to them, you know what I'm saying? They they created two projects at that time that were, you know, classic and, and very well critically, it was very critically acclaimed, you know, uh, both those projects. So I decided, me and my aunt, I decided that we wanted to, you know, tribute this project to them by recreating them and, and reproducing them and rapping over their beats and, and creating brand new interpretations of the records, and I think we did a great job at that because it did get into the hands of Pharrell, and he said that he loved it, 
and he even put one of my songs on the uh, Glow in the Dark tour mixtape. Oh wow, that that's awesome, man! Congratulations on that achievement right there. And um, you. again, you. you dropped. You're welcome. And then again, so since 2006, and um, you dropped mixtapes consistently from 06 up until 2015, and then you dropped your first full-length album in uh, 2016 titled The Achievement. Now, for those that don't know, just tell the audience a little bit about um, was this album self-produced, The Achievement, or did you have other people help you with this project? Yeah, so this project was distributed by Soul Spasm and War Media, and the production was handled solely by Knotts, the super producer, Grammy Award-winning producer from Virginia. And he did all ten tracks on the on the album, and uh, you know I, when I put out my deluxe version, he did four extra songs, and one song was produced by Dedrick from Dallas. That was uh, produced by him, featuring Royce the Five Nine. But yeah, I mean we, uh, you know, we, we we got together and made that project, and it was it was definitely a stamp in my uh, career, you know, in history in terms of you know hip hop. All right, solid. So you continued your uh, your momentum when you released two albums in the same year in 2018, uh, The New Museum and also I, I Said Yo. Now, uh, tell our audience just kind of like, what was the, uh, the who were the producers on both of these albums? Did you work with the same team with the first album or did you kind of go in a different direction? Uh, for The New Museum, we went in a different direction and most of the production was hand, handled by Precise. Um, a lot of those records, you know what I'm saying, was really well received, you know. Uh some of them were old and some of them were new. Um, but people really loved them, you know what I'm saying? That was supposed to be the original album that dropped back in the day. I just added some new flavor to some of them, you know, and people really, really gravitated towards that project. And then uh after that I released uh I said Joe, which was like half freestyles and then half original music. Um, a lot of those producers, you know, were pretty, you know, uh, lower-tier producers uh, who let me, you know, use some of their beats to gain a little bit more notoriety for themselves so they can gain, you know, some sort of traction in their music industry. All right, solid to hear. Now, while we're still with your music career, I know you had a – I watched a previous interview where it said that you had a deal – you can correct me if I'm wrong. Was this with Jive Records? You, yes, I was. I'm gonna say you had a, a previous deal with Jive Records, but that didn't that deal didn't, didn't fall through. Just kind of, can you kind of explain just briefly what the situation, what that how that situation fell, uh, fell with uh, Jive Records? Well, yeah, Jive Records had uh, they folded, uh, and when they folded, everybody who was on the label had got moved over to a new label, uh, you know, including some of the, the workers. You know, what I'm saying so. I went from Jive to RCA the same way that, uh, you know, um, like a Chris Brown, you know, or a, uh, or a uh, Justin Timberlake, you know, we were all on the same label. And when Jive went under because Barry Weiss got moved to Def Jam, you know, every artist either that dropped or moved to RCA or Epic, and I was one of the few artists that got moved over to RCA, so I had a brand new deal. That's what happened. A lot of people threw it as I was dropped from Jive, but I actually had a brand new deal with RCA. 
Okay, so what's your current label situation now? Are you still with RCA, or do you are you do you have your your own thing being independent? No, I uh, I uh, severed ties with uh, uh, RCA mostly because it was a situation where um, you know we just didn't see eye to eye when it came to the content that I wanted to put out. It was a brand new team that I had no, you know, idea about, as well as, you know, there was, it was just a brand new situation with, with people who did not know who I was, didn't have any personal vested interest in my talent or my work. So, you know, that's the, you know, that's, that's how the industry goes sometimes when new artists, I mean, when new people, you know, take over, you know, the, some people are just left in the balance and, Either you run with it or you don't. And I was one of those guys that just didn't want to conform the sound to what people thought was popular during that time. And that's why I'm still around to this day because I decided to hold out and be as as, uh, honest with myself as possible. Fair enough. And that's going to segue to the next thing I want to ask you about. You mentioned about not conforming to what the music business wants you to sound. And you came around at the perfect time when you started rapping and putting out your mixtapes because yourself, Lupe Fiasco, Currency, Wiz Khalifa, also uh, Charles Hamilton, The Cool Kid, Kids in the Halls, just some of those artists like yourselves that started, started coming around when MySpace started jumping off and then Twitter, really social media in general, really started to... Um, really started to come into uh, pop culture, and you guys really found a new way to get your music out there without um, without the radio station or, or anybody having that machine behind you. So do you think that using social media was to your advantage and to help you get the word out about your music and what, and what you're trying to do? Absolutely. Social media was... Uh essential in building my career. Uh, without it, I really don't know if I would even be having this conversation with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at that time, a lot of, you know, fans were just online. You know, that's just where the hub was for new artists. And, you know, I was just one of those guys that was lucky enough to, you know, take advantage of that and, and be one of those pioneers for a whole culture of artists that were, you know, attempting to get into the game and, and, and do wonderful things, you know. My precedent was set by, you know, leading by example during those times. For any aspiring rappers that that want to get into the game, do you tell them to kind of start off with a major or do you just tell them to just leave the majors alone and just stay independent and to just use the Internet as a way to get your music out there? Um you know, I tell them to trust their gut, you know what I'm saying? Definitely build up a fan base that people will, you know, appreciate and want to be a part of. For the most part. For the most part, I try to tell people to, you know, keep up, you know, whatever it was that they were doing to get them to where they are because, you know, once you stop that, then everything just kind of shortens up and now you're, you know, just hanging in the balance, trying to regain a specific level of notoriety and attention that you were getting before, not knowing that, you know, you let it go because of, you know, not being as focused as you was previously. 
solid to hear. So now you're okay. Let me just ask before we move on to the next topic. Do you have a, a record label, or do you are are you just just independent for the time being? Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, uh, currently I am a part of a distribution company, uh, and they are titled Soul Spasm. They put out the achievement. They put, they re-released all of my mixtape content that was out for years and. You know, they are currently working on, you know, funding my next couple of projects that I have, you know, lined up going into the new year because this year is pretty much done. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. So with Soul Spasm, are you a partner in are you a, a part of a partner in the company or this is just someone else's company? Well, this company is just so much work to even begin trying to comprehend by trying to just run that you know, labeled by myself. So it's definitely, you know, a, a situation where I let them handle all of the uh, administrative things that I pretty much have no idea on doing. And, you know, they take their percentage, you know, from that. All right, fair enough. So now let's move along now to, of course, we all know what, what's happening around the world right now. That's the, uh, the coronavirus. And it's had an impact not just in the world of sports, but just in society in general. How are you making the most out of your, your time with this COVID-19? Are you constantly working on music, or are you kind of falling back a little bit to do the family thing? What's what's your situation uh, right now? I mean, right now I've been, uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, writing, you know, during this time because, you know, whenever this is over, you know, I'm ready to kind of get back to work. Um it's been it's been interesting to say to say the least, you know, knowing that, you know, this thing is all over the place and there's nothing that anybody can pretty much do about it. Um, you know, my wife and I we've just kind of been staying home and not trying to, you know, anger anybody or or, or, or come across as, you know, being infected in any way. So, you know, I'm 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 doing my best to just uh, stay away from people as much as I possibly can. You know what I'm saying? It's been it's been eye opening though, just being able to be around my son, uh, who I just had, and 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 then growing with him and, and being a good father to him. You know, during this time. All right, solid. Now uh, we're gonna get back to the music thing in a moment, but first I want to play something real quick. There's a a freestyle that you did on a, a radio station, so let me play a little bit of it, a little bit of it for our audience. Yeah. So check this out. Right now you tune in the Fun Flex I97 freestyle, man. Go pick up the achievement album right now. Chip. You know what it is, Funk Flex. Of course, I was on Twitter. Mickey Fax told me I'm not recognizing his bars. Alright, man. I asked him if he <laughs> to get smoked up here, man. Taking his mic with me, Flex. Coming Wait, back with me. And then I said, you sure you ready for that? Was this yesterday or today? It was yesterday. 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 It was yesterday. I said, you ready for that? He said he was ready for that. Here he is. Yes, sir. BX. Smicky. Soundview. I just want my credit, baby. That's it. Uptown. Uptown, Soundview. Oh, and I think he said he te- No, wait, you tweeted to me. You said, "Yo, you from the Bronx? You from the Bronx, man? We going viral, man? Come on, cut it out, B. You, you should already knew what it was about, man. I'm taking this mic with me. As soon as I'm done, standing up, and there's nothing else to talk about. Oh, we get right, crazy. So what beat we using? Ciroc Studios, of course. Nas is like, I'm not letting Nas down. Okay, okay. Smicky facts. Yeah. YTG. Sosa. Oh, Saint, we did it, man. We here. 
I'm ready. You ready, Flex? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Yow. Axe Funk Flex, he know. I'm incredible, I'm telling you. Rap optician, let's make a spectacle. Y'all don't wanna see this crack. Your peers pressured you. I contact your girl to talk. When she's in the view, that's the vision scheme. Like Thanos with the Avengers team. I'm just trying to give you the gems before the credits leave. Y'all dog food, I bet your pedigree. Bars make your ear ring, then you die. It's a death penalty. Folks don't intervene. I don't tote tote bad aim. So if you don't get smoked, I might nicotine. Patch me in. What's going on, Flex? If I don't get the Porsche next, then I'm copping the Corvette. More or less, I was doing push-ups during raw sex. Hard to breathe. No Cardi B. Tied off sex. Wasn't a shot at any amigo. I see what happened. The flow got the pettiest ego. Flow very illegal. Chicks used to strip for me because I used to get shorties better than Danny DeVito. <laughs> Hand me some C-notes while I stand in casinos. Holding G-money and never ran into Nino. Gave my god brother a kilo anagram. He'll turn this mother out better than a hammer can. Low-key, I said anagram. Break it down. You at the top, I'll trump it and won't make a sound. At my favorite lounge, Rusty Shank shaved it down. Still a class act, but the blade is brown. Don't play around. They Wanna see this black man plummet? Shady style, tell him like a fat man's stomach. Just wait around. Hall of Fame, grew up round guns, word the Corey name. Exciting and flies hard to board a plane, cause I'm getting border planes. NBA players married to the game, that's why they call them slaves. Ball and chains, it's all the same. Write my own shit while I drive a dope whip. You'll never catch me in Tory Lanes. Had to say it, used to have a brownstone. Now it's Bitcoin, working at the Dow Jones. What a rush, counting euros, all color bucks. Partying with bust a bus, cold word Reese's for the waitress. That means she bring me everything but a cup. Cold hair in these streets, we shots to bundle up. I'm in the Beamer with the visas, slicker sneakers I'm sick of sneezing while I'm speaking, got the sickest fevers These little leaguers got milliliters to kill and leave us And it ain't fiction either, it's all fact smart rap squash cats We all lack a civil leader, give them a hand but the middle fingers still get between us Fuck, I let these lyrics feed us I'm trying to visit Jesus like Nicodemus before he did egregious Washing tons of rappers, Gillarinas, it's a crime I've been away for so long Even Missy misdemeanors This platform is getting utilized but why they come up here and give you the lies? When these small fries get supersized, sorry if I scrutinize. I'm in the newest ride, Heath Ledger door. So when I'm in that Batmobile, it's like suicide. Haters gotta move aside. My wife said if this beat don't get brutalized and flex don't make faces, then I ain't do my job. It's just you and I. I wanna take an intermission and give a lesson so we could be unified. It's crazy how the world set up. Credit cards are here to get the boys and girls set up They don't teach you it in school Leave it to the fools So I'm bringing you the jewels Some ingredients to use First off, credit is not money The premise of the card presented is quite funny You're really not paying for anything like Bucky in Civil War When Cat was desperate to find his buddy You enter a legal agreement With a bank that got money So they'll keep you believing That the things that you want Are the things that you need And the procedure is genius It keeps you in debt Owing pieces and pieces Peep it I was young with some real enormous limits 3k and 2k when the second card was given the payments never late my credit score was lifting are y'all paying attention this seminar is vicious are y'all interested in the metaphors i'm spitting that went over your head the metaphor was interest paying off the minimum all right that was just a little bit of the freestyle right there courtesy of uh, the funk master flex show on hot 97 that was mickey factor the freestyle mickey that was something that you brought up uh, uh about the economics for a moment and and credit man i know you mentioned in the freestyle that i was going to go over a lot of people's heads but just um talk a little bit about what was going through your mind as you were freestyling kind of about about uh the economic system in america and credit yeah man uh that was a uh situation where i wanted to do my best 
to share information and knowledge that would help people to, you know, be better, you know, uh, examples of themselves by, you know, sharing uh, a rap about credit. I, I feel like that was something that MCs just haven't done, and I wanted to be the first person to do that. Uh, you know, I was fixing up my credit during the time when I wrote it, and I was like, man, this would be a dope you know, rap to kind of write, you know, and when I did it, it was one of those things where, wow, people were really blown away by that, so, you know, I'm just excited that people still, to this day, are appreciative of me, you know, stepping outside of the box and trying something new and, you know, attempting to give, you know, a brand new assessment on how people, you know, utilize credit and what they should be doing. Absolutely, yeah, you definitely open a lot of people eyes and ears as well in regards to you dropping some uh, nuggets and some words of wisdom in uh, the financial industry, not just with everyday people, but also especially with you being in the music industry, how people can just get messed over and things of that nature with bad contracts and stuff. So that's definitely, as you say, you dropped some jewels on that one. And uh, speaking of dropping some jewels, tell us how it is just uh, despite with the pandemic, uh, what, what current projects are you working on right now? Um, I mean, currently I'm working on Three uh, music projects um, simultaneously. Um, and it's been, you know, strenuous. It's been, you know, an exercise working my brain to its full capacity. But, you know, it's been a challenge, and I've been, you know, accepting that challenge head on. Um, I've also been doing daily thrillers for, you know, my fan base to kind of see that, you know, I'm not slowing up at any point. I don't want them to kind of turn their head for one second and then I'm no longer there. You know, I want to just kind of keep being in front of their faces so they see what's going on. Um, you know, aside from that, man, just having quality time with my son you know, and my wife, that's about it. All right, that's awesome to hear, man. It's always very important, you know, just not just from a creative standpoint, but get that quality time, and that's extremely important. So I, so now, Mickey, tell the audience out there where they can find you on social media. Yeah, definitely, man. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Mickey.Facts, M-I-C-K-E-Y-F-A-C-T-Z. You can also follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com, backslash Mickey Facts, and the same with Facebook.com, official Mickey Facts, man. There it is. All right, and if you have a website, let them know that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to go to the website, pick up some merch, you can definitely hop over to MickeyFacts.com, uh, and you know I'm, I'm I'm running that site, so you send something to me, I'll be the one that sees it. And, you know, let's let's make some business happen. Well, you heard it from him. He's hip hop artist, producer, songwriter, and entrepreneur, Mickey Facts, letting the word out about his current projects as well as a future projects that he's working on, and also he's got uh, making the most out of his time during this pandemic, and whenever it's over, when he's definitely gonna make the most out of his time and get his music out there. Mickey, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on the program. If you ever want to come back on, feel free to let us know. Absolutely, man. I would love to come back on and share my knowledge, wisdom, and good vibes with you guys over there, man. It would be a blessing. All right, man. Thank you again. And that's going to do it for another exciting edition of The Robinson Show. I'm your host, Ed Robinson. And until next time, remember, for God first in everything you do, and you can't go wrong. Until next time, Stick to the script. We're out. And remember, stay safe and stay inside. And we'll leave you now with a song called Society by Mickey Facts. Until next time, so long, everyone. In 2014, 
I put out a project called 740 Park Avenue. The original track list had a song on there called I Life. It didn't make it. And I'm glad it didn't. Because I got to speak on this now. Sad. Yeah. In the world where they try to be a clone. Stressed out. Got me in the zone. Why do we condone not having some privacy alone? We live in a society of phones. God forbid your charger wire is exposed. Probably feel like you're dying in your soul. We don't even watch where we going, flying in the poles. Niggas grabbing sex instead of driving on the road. True shit, all I see is food pics, nude pics, news clips. Corniness that people assume lit. God taking selfies for true lips and two pics. Girls showing ass and titties and don't do shit. Worry about where the damn views is. Meanwhile, when you see him, you like, who's this? I guess filters ain't just for what you sip. Or from the Bronx where the kids die every summer. And the age that they die at is getting younger. That footage of that kid getting sliced in the stomach. Should've never been online for consumption. So what's the bigger crime of discussion? Sharing the video of the rise and destruction. Or letting it slide and being blind to obstruction. These kids on their parents' device. Scroll down the gram and see a tragedy like Wait, wait, is that a movie or an actual fight? Man, then leave a comment and hand him a like Damn, that kid ran trying to salvage his life and died It got captured with a camera light Man, imagine if they would have captured him right With no footage You know what? Yo, Ray, I don't think they hear me I'm tired of conspiracy how did the theories be? R-P-X-X-X I mean seriously A young man died at 20 and so early When he was here I ain't really agree with his lifestyle But I People who are sick should stay home You don't go to an emergency room You don't go to a clinic You get on the phone And you ask for advice and instructions from your physician Then you use those instructions to determine what you're going to do But the first reflex should not be, I feel sick, I'm going to go to an emergency room. I feel sick, I'm going to just go to a doctor's office. We need to physically separate. Ultimately, you may need, obviously, to see a physician or to go to a hospital. The first reflex should be to make a call to your physician.